off the ball. He turned up in every big game with the weight of expectation of all those years of not having won All-Ireland. Yes. And no matter how Mayo played, he was their best player on the pitch. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Well, Andrew, we saw what happened in the RDS in December and we knew that this Gloucester team on paper at least was a far stronger proposition but Leinster have just fallen shy of the 50 point mark again and just another illustration of the enormous gulf in class between these two teams but also potentially the the the, the Leinsters of this world and the rest of the Premiership Yeah I mean think you're looking at a Leinster squad that is, is stacked with British Lions with Irish internationals and then they have an environment where you know your training environment is, is defined by you know legends of the game such as Johnny Sexton and the imprint that he leaves within the group the imprint that you know a coach who's won as a captain uh, in Europe and a, and a coach in Leo Cullen and someone of Lancaster's ilk they've, they've managed to create a culture within their squad that it just shows on games like today and in days when you go over to uh, and in what used to be an intimidating daunting prospect going to the likes of King's home and they've absolutely swept them aside they're very very clearly you can see a gap in the in the uh, technical abilities also in, in in many of the players on field um, but I think this one of the stories of the day is, is just the um, the ever improving stable of young players that are coming through in, in the Leinster squad um, typified and, and personified by uh, young Jamie Osborne today with a man in the match performance on European debut and hugely impressive with it. Yeah, his first start in the competition, a little taste of what the competition might be like up in La Havre when he came off the bench against Racing. You were gushing in your praise for him throughout the commentary, really. So as a man who has uh, built his career playing with the 10 jersey on his back, I mean, how dearly would you have loved to have played with someone like him wearing 12 outside you and then Gary Ringrose outside him and the likes of Robbie Henshaw still to come back into this Leinster team? because it's a battle for Osborne to get game time mm. but if he keeps playing like this Leo Collins going to have a major major headache when it comes to team selection for the bigger games yeah well I mean if you're just taking a game individually on its merits and we're not looking at who's a current international and, and, and history and experience on its merits alone that 80 minutes it's as impressive a, a performance I've seen by a 12 in a European jersey for a long long time he is um, as a 10 to play inside that you've got a fella who can get you out of trouble with his left foot he can get you out of trouble by being a strong ball carrier he's elusive he'll get across the gain line with very good footwork and change of pace so his back row are going to love running onto that ball but he's also a distributor so he's literally covering every single part of the game that you'd like to see from your midfield but to do it on the debut at European level shows that he's obviously got the temperament mm. to go into high uh, pressure situations and deliver without any experience. Now, he's not gone into a cauldron like it used to be in King's Home. He's still gone away um, to a very high performing team in the English Premiership. And he's been really uh, instrumental in a, in a domin dominant Leinster performance. And um, yes, absolutely the, the kind of headache that uh, Lancaster and Cullen would like to see from their young squad members. So. Traditionally, when we think of a 12, we think of <clears throat> a Tuolangi, a Bundiaki, 
someone with real ballast, someone that's going to get the hard yards for you and, and the playmaker outside of the fly half would tend to have the 13 jersey on their back. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is something that he might be able to add to his game? Because you would imagine there's bulk to be put on there. He's still only 21. He was still playing schools rugby just three years ago and that combined with experience and the amount of reps he's likely to get under uh, this Leinster coaching staff. I wonder, can he be that sort of a playing centre as well? Yeah, well, I think, I suppose in the, in the, the competitive squad that he's in at the moment and you need to have a point of difference and you need to have unique selling points if you know what you tend to see very often now is prototype um young players they come out and they look the same as the last guy they play the same as the last guy you know they're obviously physically explosive they can carry into contact with leg drive they can get the team go forward but you don't tend to see a player who's you know, for want of a better word, skinny. Now, he's not skinny, but he's tall, he's thin, he's physically looks different, but he's got, um, he's got a kind of, uh, I mentioned it in, in live commentary, he really reminds me of Will Greenwood. And again, that type of player who's, who's tall and lean in midfield. And, but who was a 13? And was a 13. Played a lot, played a lot of 12. Did, did play many games at 12. But um, I noticed, I started to track Osborne during the game. I noticed that he, he, he's also communicating a lot on the field and he's, he's, he's almost talking to people away from the, 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 uh, the cameras. He's making sure that he's tuned in or what he needs to get done is getting done. And again, it just looks like the type of performance you'd see from someone who's played in Europe 50 times. That's why I'm so excited by, mm. by that performance. But again, there's, there's no guarantee um, in this Leinster setup that it, that he'll start the next game. And, um, you know, you'd hope for him that he does. But um, I suppose that's the... Uh, just goes to show that's where their, their strengths lie at the moment is being able to produce young players of that quality um, because of the environment is churning them out. Before we move off Osborne, because there was plenty of other aspects of the Leinster performance to talk about, but it is a World Cup year. Everyone's always keen to talk about the bolters in a World Cup year, even this early in the season. He's only 21, but th- there is depth in the midfield area for Ireland that do have the likes of Henshaw, Bundiaki, Gary Ringrose. We saw Jimmy O'Brien play the centre during the Autumn Internationals. There's an awful lot of talk about Antoine Frisch and the progress he's making down in Munster. Is it out beyond the realms of possibility we could see Jamie Osborne added to the extended Ireland squad under Andy Farrell in two weeks' time for the Six Nations and then maybe get a run against the Italians, for example, and who knows where things go from there? I don't, you know, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility because I think the Irish management are, um, they're a very open-minded group in terms of selectors. As, as selectors, they've been very much picking on form. They haven't required, um, you know, inclusion criteria in the Irish squad doesn't seem to be 20 to 30 caps previously. Mm-hmm. So they, they've, uh, and also I think in, in Mike Cat, they've someone who, um, thinks very differently in terms of the, the, the traditional forms of modern day attack, the traditional attack being that number 12 with a huge amount of physical presence. And I think um, Cat would no doubt would, would have flagged that performance and noticed the points of difference that Osborne brought. Now, a week is a long, long time in sport. And uh, I mean, inclusion in an in a extended squad is, is not going to hurt anyone. And I wouldn't be surprised at all just on the back of that one performance that he could leapfrog a couple of people and be in an extended squad. You know, a long, long way to a World Cup. And in reality, it's quite unlikely he would still be included. But, given the quality that we have ahead of him. But you never know in sport. Yeah, things happen, injuries happen. 
So Leinster, 15 points from 15, three bonus point wins, whole heap of tries. They've scored over 100 points over the two games against Gloucester. They're top of their pool with a points difference of, I think, just under 130. So look, they're going to be in the last 16. They'll almost certainly be one of the top two seeds going into the knockout stages. And rightly so, one of most people's favourites to win this competition. But at the same time, there was a lot that Leo Cullen and his coaching staff will want to sift through from today, just to throw some numbers out. Two penalty tries conceded, both off line-out malls, which is obviously an issue at set-piece. Two yellow cards, 17 penalties. Uh, they lost one of those penalties at scrum time. They lost three of their own line-out throws. So a long way from the perfect performance, but... I guess from a coaching point of view, that's a better place to be in than having very little to say off the back of a thumping win like this. Yeah, I think the the, the really important part for, for Leinster is to learn from those mistakes having won comfortably. The difficulty psychologically at any stage at a high level sport is can you actually learn in terms of how impactful are the mistakes when you've won by 40 points? Can you learn... To, to correct these things when you're not, um, hurt, when they don't when you're you. not hurt. And, you know, the, Leinster will, will, will have learned so much from, you know, the agonising last-minute hurt of losing to La Rochelle. It's burnt into their memories and it's traumatic for that group. And what they'll have learned from those moments is you've got, you've got to be consistent. You've got to execute for as long as you possibly can. You've got to deliver it in a robust way week after week. Um, so in many ways a performance like today like you mentioned 17 penalties two yellow cards um, a wayward line out performance from, from not just from Sheen you can't always just blame the thrower but a wayward line out mm. performance uh, overall that is something that I hope will hurt because it is something that they can I suppose paint the picture to their squad and say is this a threat to us delivering another European Cup they're, they're very aware as a group that they've delivered at every point up until two crucial moments in finals against Saracens and now La Rochelle last year in a semi-final the year before so I do think there's an underlying hurt in the group and there's a sense that they haven't won what they should have um, but nobody hands it to you so isn't the role of human nature unavoidable? This ceased to be a contest long before the end. Okay, final question, Dunner. Looking forward, they play Racing next week. In terms of the enormity of the result, there's not an awful lot riding on it, but they do want to make sure they are one of those top seeds. Do Would you expect things to be shaken up a little? A couple of bodies will be coming back? Or will they see it as an opportunity to go with a similar group of players and maybe right some of the errors that they made today? I would have thought at this stage... Um, Leinster are going to go with marquee selections. It's a home game in Aviva. Um, they're they're heavily promoting it and advertising it, and, and the Irish provinces need to literally financially capitalise on those opportunities to fill out Aviva Stadium. I don't anticipate for any reason, commercial or performance reasons, that they're going to put out a weakened team against uh, a wrestling side that have. Uh, been beaten in Lahore previously and are probably going to travel over here with trying to point uh, prove a point. So, I do uh, anticipate a you know a full strength Leinster side, um and a, and and a a willingness from Leinster to to get a full house and a and a rocking kind of European environment there in Aviva and uh, it should be a, should be an interesting day. Rugby on Off The Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.